All right. Good morning. This is Jen Procacci. I'm your host for the Cannabis Hour. This is a bi-weekly radio program where we discuss all things cannabis. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have three wonderful guests joining me, and today is going to be a great community. The wonderful and incredible Tim Lake, founder of Roadcop, on here with me. I have Tina Gordon from Moonmade Farms, and I have the wonderful Nick Smilgies of Mendocino Distribution. And we're going to be talking about the Emerald Cup and then also the Mendocino Producers Guild Farmers Market coming up this weekend. All right. So I just like everybody a moment to say hi. Tim, we'll start with you. Are you here with us? Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. It's always nice to uh, join you and to have Tina and Nick. It's uh, just an added uh, pleasure. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on the show. And it's really, it's such an honor to be here, especially after this incredible, epic, historical event we're all going to be talking about. Um, I can't wait to dive in with everyone. Wonderful. And Nick, would you like to say good morning? Sure. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Glad we talk about what's happening in Los Angeles at the Emerald Cup and beyond. Glad to be on here with Tim and Tina. Well, all right, let's dive right in. We just all, well, it's been, I guess, almost two weeks now that we returned from the Emerald Cup down in LA, but geez, it was so incredible. I mean, I feel like I just got back yesterday. Um, for those of you who don't know, the 18th annual Emerald Cup Awards ceremony took place in Los Angeles this year. It was an incredibly historic event. Uh, so many members of our cannabis community traveled down to Los Angeles, and we were all there together in Hollywood um, for this amazing experience. It was absolutely groundbreaking and just something that none of us will ever forget. So, Tim, I want to just give the floor to you for a little while to tell our listeners just how much what that meant to you and um, just give them a little overview of the entire experience that we had down there. And then I'm sure Tina and Nick and I will chime in uh, because we were all there, there as well, having a great time together. It was, uh, you know, frankly, just overwhelming. Uh, you know, after talking about this for so many years, ever since 2017 with legalization, uh, we knew that we needed to bring our consumers and our, our farms and everybody down to L.A. and embrace that massive market. Some time, here we are five years later, finally doing it. And uh, we had challenges originally with the Green Street Festival because they couldn't get their permits. So we kind of crashed. We were crash landing there. And to find the Multibon, uh, I mean, I could spend an hour just going through it. To find the Multibon and to have Woody stand with us and to see Nick and Tina and everybody down there. Chelsea's Farmer's Market down the street and, and see everybody there and to be comfortable. I, I think the community just felt comfortable being down there. We realized that it's not so intimidating. We realized we'd be there. And uh, countless people come up and tell me that finally realized why we were going down there. And it wasn't about us trying to make money. It was about us really trying to support the small farmers and brands and, uh, and our, uh, our community. Absolutely. So, you know, there was a lot of um, pushback within the community and sort of like, hesitancy, I think, about making this move down to L.A. and like, oh, the Emerald Cup is selling out, blah, blah, blah. And um, it was not at all like that. You know, I felt 
personally like very elevated as a cultivator being down there in Los Angeles. It felt like we were being lifted up to a different level, honestly. And I felt like it was really positive and amazing for our community. I mentioned just really fun. I mean, Nick and I were chatting before we went live on the air about how cool it was to just be in Hollywood and turn around, walk around the corner there's something for Mendo and can just chat and hang out down there. So it was I think so the theater helped. Um, I think the theater so the setting really helped. Oh yes. Everybody was pushed into seats for two hours hours. They used to be able to kind of roll around and, and smoke freely and whatnot. But but the energy of the stage and whatnot really was an impactive thing. Uh the opening of the woods, uh Woody embracing all of us and stocking those shelves with everybody. Uh you know, locally uh, I heard the samba had gotten hold of Nick and we brought Nick brought some uh some uh, Mendo brands down there and got them on the shelves immediately. So I, you know, I can't speak highly enough of the woods and what they did and the Chelsea going down there. So the combination of being able to go to Chelsea is opening and then the event itself. Uh, it just made for a really festive, wonderful weekend. People really got to, to feel the energy and some hope and, uh, and have a good time and get a little dressed up. Up and just to go to hope for on that note, you know, some details we got to clean up, of course, production wise, but overall, we're very happy with it. Absolutely. It was, I think, an incredibly well put together event, especially considering the timeline like that. You know, for people that are listening that might not know, uh, Tim's referring to the woods, which is an incredibly beautiful um, cannabis retail outlet that Woody Harrelson opened in um it is i believe it's in west hollywood and it's just absolutely incredibly beautiful inside i mean the interior design you know from floor to ceiling just really um echoes sort of the aesthetic of i would say the emerald triangle you know there's handmade wood shelves and beautiful plants everywhere and moss and lots of glass it's just absolutely gorgeous and um, yes, it's full of our wonderful sun-grown cannabis brands. You know, so many of our Mendo brands are down there on the shelves. There was this big opening party the night before the Emerald Cup Awards, and so many people were able to attend from our community, myself included. And to see these brands in incredibly, outrageously gorgeous retail space just felt so affirming of the value of what we are bringing to market and of what we have to offer as a community to the cannabis market um, down in LA. So it's incredible. It's down there. I urge anybody who is listening who might go be in the Los Angeles area to go down there and check it out. It's truly beautiful. Um, and do you want to speak a little bit, Tim, about Woody receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award at the Emerald Cup Awards? Yeah, the whole experience is is so surreal. I'm still trying to just take it in. Uh, I was heading down to shoot the cover of the LA Weekly with Woody uh, and uh, announced that we were going to do Green Street and uh, the opening of the woods together and, uh, and for Woody to accept the Lifetime Achievement Award. And on that high note, Phoebe and I made our way to the woods uh, dispensary and in the, in the course of that 48 hours we realized that rama was not able to get his permit for green street woody wasn't likely to get his permit to open in time for the woods and because of all the things going on woody was talking about not accepting the award this year waiting till 2023 and not doing the grand opening with us and i was just really frank devastated i was just blown away uh, i went to the woods we held up we did our 
our jobs. We took the pictures. Woody was very gracious. We all had a great, I mean, I don't blame Woody. We didn't have a place to go at that time. Woody's sitting there and he's like, I'm going to expect the Lifetime Achievement Award, the Willie Nelson Award, but you have no venue. <laughs> I mean, this is Woody Nelson who just got an eight minute standing ovation at the Cannes Film Festival. What was I going to say to him? No, we don't have a venue. But he called me the following week and said, you know, just tell me what's up. And, uh, I spent about 20 minutes with Woody and I just explained to him that, you know, Rama couldn't get the permit and uh, we did find a spot, the Maltabon Theater, uh, but we understood where he was coming from. And, uh, you know, I was okay with whatever he wanted to do, of course. And he listened to the whole thing and he said, you know, I'm going to fly out and stand with you guys. You guys need me. And uh, I was just like, man, I was like somebody just picking me up. And, and then he told his team to put us back on the cover together and uh, I just, you know, cover the LA Weekly with Woody Harrelson. Uh, and then it turned out that they were going to do an opening, a private opening of the woods. And so he put out an invitation and invited us. And, and the invitation was just humbling. It was, you know, Woody Harrelson, Tim Blake and the Emerald Cup invite you to the, the private opening of the woods dispensary. And we're talking about the preeminent dispensary to be in Hollywood. It's, it's all recycled wood. It's uh, plants all over the place. It's these world-class cabanas in the back. Uh, it's just stunning to go into. And, um, and then you go in there and you see, you know, all the local families on the shelves, you know, everybody, Tina and, uh, you know, happy days. I mean, go, go down the list. There's so many. Uh, so I just went from being devastated to being picked up and I could almost fly without wings. Uh, and so that's what we headed into the show with. And uh, then we got closer and Woody really decided to open up the woods and, and make it a bigger thing. And we kind of overwhelmed him that night with so many people coming in. Uh, and that kind of led into the show uh, with Woody coming in. And he came up and did about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes up there on that stage. Uh, the only thing that was, and then we put some wonderful pictures backstage. I just, Woody disappeared at the end and left not at the end after the show. And I thought I went to Kat and I said, Oh boy, what did we do? Did we do something wrong? Cause we had this big trailer for him and he's going to hang with us. And she goes, no, that's not what it was. Um, Paul McCartney called up and he's in town and he really wanted to see the woods and hang out with Woody. And they really were just more comfortable going to the woods than being in a trailer backstage. And all of us were kind of like, well, what are we going to say to that? I mean, Paul McCartney calls you, you go. And so uh, that was the only little piece, but, uh, but all the, the PR he did for us, all of the, uh, the photos, you know, coming in, standing with us, taking the award. Uh, it was really, you know, the, one of the greatest moments of, of my life and certainly for the Emerald Cup. And I can't say enough about Woody in the woods. Uh, everybody should go to the, you know, at Woods, uh, W-A-H-O, and on their Instagram profile. I'm going to put out a, a post today or tomorrow um woody and his team have, have backed it up they've got almost all sun-grown mixed light on their shelves a lot of triangle brands and he's in an indoor market down there and even though you're woody harrelson that's a giant uphill battle trying to convince people they're hardcore indoor people and i have nothing against indoor i did a lot of indoor back in the day there's nothing wrong with indoor it's a great product but there's you know hundreds of dispensaries pushing indoor down there you know, to have one in uh, one dispensary really supporting sun grown and mixed light is such a, you know, such a break for us. And we need to support Woody out of our own selfish interests, because, you know, if he can't do well enough down there, they're going to have to bring more and more indoor in, which means we lose much shelf space. And so please join up, uh, you know, the Woods Instagram, 
uh, support it. If you ever go to LA, walk in there and check that place out, make a little purchase, tell them how much you love them. Uh, we have a champion and advocate for us that we could have never dreamed of. I can't think of anybody better in the world than Woody. And he's there for us, but we need to be there for him too. So uh, the Woods team and the Woody, I can't say how much they stood with us in the middle of that very challenging, controversial moment. And look what it did for all of us. So I'm still on cloud nine. And I love so much that you shared that story of the hardship that the cop went through um, prior to being able to be at the Montalban Theater. And when you were telling that story of how everything seemed to be going great and then all of a sudden it just all fell apart, but then you persisted, right? And it all came together in the end. It just felt like the entire uh, journey that we've all been on, you know, through regulation, it's just been that moment repeated over and over and over again for so many cultivators where everything's okay and it might be fine. And then the bottom drops out from under you, you know, and for some people, they aren't able to recover. But for those of us that have been able to, I feel like that experience, it just was so reflected to me in what you said. And, you know, the, um, like emotional support, almost the joy that the community shared and being down in Los Angeles together, I think was something that everyone needed so much at this point in the industry up here to have the strength to continue to push forward and to be reminded how strong and amazing and beautiful our community is. So I really can't thank you enough for persisting in such an amazing way to give us all that experience and to bring us all down there and to have us all at the opening for the woods to see, you know, our products up there in that beautiful way. So uplifting for the community. So incredible. I really, I can't emphasize enough um, how grateful I am and how grateful I know everyone is for being able to share that experience together. Yeah. And it's just, it was incredible. Yeah. Well, we were, we were excited to go down there and be with Rama at Green Street and to have him lose that. Uh, we didn't know what we were even going to do, you know, and Kat, God bless her, my manager and partner just said, I'll get this straightened out right now. And within three days, she found the Maltabon. And I didn't beg Woody, but I let Woody know what it, of course, would mean to our community and small farmers for him to stand with us. Uh, he judged the contest this year. Again, nothing against outdoor or indoor, I'm sorry, but he refused to to try the indoor. He is a hardcore committed sun-grown um, cannabis user. And uh, when he really heard me, uh, not, like I said, not begging, but imploring him that what it would mean for us to have him stand with us after losing Green Street and coming into L.A. kind of on our own, um, Woody realized what it, what, of course, what it would mean to have us, you know, riding on his shoulders. And, uh, you know, he picked us up and we soared into LA uh, with Woody on the cover of the LA Weekly. We had the LA Times covering us. We had countless media coming out. Everybody's talking about these small farmers. I hear this wonderful project now with Northern Knights. And, you know, Danny um diamond from hall of flowers invited us in for the small farmers uh initiative aspect and gave four free booths you know shout out to him i gave him one at the stage too because he saw how important it was and so you know hall of flowers doesn't give out very many free booths and to give us twenty thousand dollars of the free booths so farmers could go down there and participate uh everybody really could feel what we're trying to do the importance of it and 
even if you know indoor is going to you know dominate the market that we need to make sure that the small farmers uh and all these legacy brands can can survive too and so between hollow flowers and, and woody and la and the media and everybody uh you know we really got that lift and now it's just us to you know carry that and support the woods and carry on for the next uh nine months and ten months until we come back to la and do the big show <laughs> I can't wait to be down there together again. It was so wonderful. And Tim, you had what, like two weeks to find another venue. It was a really short period of time. Is that correct? We had, uh, we did the whole show from a standing start after Green Street in under 40 days. Uh, I don't know how we even did it. Uh, really, Gil Smith, thank him uh, from the Multivon Theater. Uh, he's doing some cannabis things now. And he opened up the venue to us and just said, I'll just do it. And, uh, you know, no permits, nothing. I'm just going to go for this. And, uh, you know, Gil and his team, and James Baker, really helped us out. Uh, the event was wonderful. It was a little challenging because we had too many people there. So we had access problems. And Gil wasn't used to having hundreds of people on his roof. So <laughs> I think we overwhelmed him a little bit. God bless him. But he did invite us back next year if we want to come. So even though he freaked out a little bit over the occupancy and how many people and what was going on, you know, our community tends to overwhelm people. We overwhelmed them at the Flamingo a couple of years in a row. And even when they kind of know what to expect, whether it's the fairgrounds or the Flamingo or Gil Smith, uh, we're kind of a lively, rowdy bunch. And uh, starting with the awards, with everybody smoking, we could see the whole arena. We put all the judges up on top on the balcony because we thought that's where the heavy smoking would go. But it was just already filling the theater. And as people were like, you can't smoke in here. And we were like, OK, people, we got to kind of hold back here. This is a theater. And uh, But he never shut it down. He let us go. The whole thing was just uh, a magical carpet ride. And, uh, you, know, you know, here we are just savoring it. So... Uh, I wish everybody could have been there. I wish we could have made a lot bigger show. We really only were supposed to have about eight or 900 people there. And we had so many people do those barrage us that we pushed it closer to 1,200. And we probably got to have 12,000 if we would have opened it up. So uh, we look forward to having a larger show next year. But everybody really loved that ex theater experience. And we just might do that for the awards and then come back with the show the following day uh, because then the winners could really show off what they've got and we could have kind of that intimate experience. Um, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of ways we're going to go. We're going to meet later today and figure it out. But for now, for now, we're very, very pleased with the way things went. And, uh, you know, everybody, you, Nick, you know, Tina, there's so many people that stood with us and made their way down there and lent their energy to it. So really it's, it's a community and uh, we showed we were one in LA that weekend. Yeah, Mendo was in the house. We all come and we bring three friends, you know, and, and that's how it works. So that's very funny. Um, but you, how you are describing the atmosphere, it's true. And uh, I do want to just, you know, um, recap the farmer's walk right now, too, with Tina. Um, Tina, are you here with us? Absolutely. Yeah, thanks so much, Jen. You know, something that I want to um, just kind of jump off of here, it's that with the woods and the incredible just epic event there the ribbon cutting and everyone coming together it really was symbolic of how far we've come and how far the emerald cup has come after 18 years um it's it was a culmination and the entire you know the entire spread across a couple of days there was just like this culmination and it it came together in such a in such a beautiful way there was so much synthesis and something about the woods is their logo 
And if everyone noticed that it was, you know, it was, it was a pot leaf flipped upside down, essentially, right? Um, it was stem up and black and blue. And I think that it's a bold, um, it's a bold statement in regard to the suffering that the kind of greater culture and community that has embraced and brought this plant forward um, and how many people are still suffering, how many people are still incarcerated, how many people have dropped out of the regulated markets as they're unfolding in, in all of the states. But in, in California, we feel it deeply right now and we feel it largely for our small farm, our craft farm, our heritage community. Um, and I think it's important just to note that, you know, with this, with this celebration, it was like this incredible symbol of resilience, an incredible symbol of uh, just together. It was like this, this, this voice saying that we are never going to give up, you know, and we are going to keep going. And we are here. And it was validating. And so in, in order to validate this group of people that is finally getting some public visibility and can be honored in a public setting like this incredible theater right off of Hollywood Boulevard, right? It was, um, it was such a historical event. And to bring that together and to facilitate that happening and hats off all around, Tim, to you and your team and the persistence it took to make that happen. Um, this transition has not been easy. And so, um, you know, we've been, I've been working with a small group of farmers uh, with Bovida um, and everyone's probably familiar with this group who's really been supporting uh, the craft farmers came to us and wanted to make a film about the craft farmers and so i'm included in this and alongside uh jason from ridgeline johnny from huckleberry hill farms teddy from canna country farms and so i'm you know i'm honored to be represented in this in this incredible group of second generation farmers and um and so i had this kind of vision as i knew one of the bovida the Bovida incredible cameraman was going to be down there. His name's Matt. He's just a wonderful, wonderful human. And um, I had this vision of the farmers walking together down Hollywood Boulevard, down uh, the Walk of Fame, just right over the stars, and to really honor and dignify uh, their efforts all along the way and their parents' efforts. And those who could not be represented, those who could not make it down there, and to really represent in a group, unified group, what it meant to be there. And so um, I just kind of brought that together and organized that because in my past life, I did film video production and um, taught workshops at a nonprofit organization for public access. And it all just kind of came into place where I felt the need to contribute in this way and um, to get pull as many farmers together. So, you know, I put out the call to um, obviously Johnny and Rose from Huckleberry, Jason at Ridgeline, Teddy at Canna Country Farms, but also Jen, I called you and Judy from Soul Spirit, Dan from Rebel Grown, Jesse from Sticky, like Sticky Fields, like so Ben and Marley from Essentia. It was Nick from Full Moon Farms, Katie, Gina, and Joseph from Emerald Spirit Botanicals. And I was like, you guys put out the word. Let's all meet at this 
let's all meet at this corner at this time. Um, Lindsay, the oyster girl, the beautiful spirit. She's a, you know, uh, online, like Instagram influencer, loves sun grown, totally committed. And um, she helped me identify like the good spot to bring everyone together. And we just all walked to the Emerald Cup together and lined up together and took photographs together and did this in as a unified group across the Emerald Triangle. And it was just the most validating, beautiful experience to do that together in mass. And um, it really, it felt, uh, it felt life-changing. And I'm still just kind of, I'm embracing, you know, the higher high from, it felt like we got to this place. It was a plateau that everyone has worked so hard to get to. And so now let's keep, let's keep moving on, onward, bring it forward and um, reach more people with sun grown because once the good people in Southern California experience sun grown, they're just, they're not going to go back. So um, that was, that's kind of the Genesis story of the farmer's walk of fame. And I look forward to that being four times as big at the next event. You think we can pull it off, Tim? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Our, our community can pull it off and our team can do anything. And Woody is completely committed to helping us move forward. So I'm very excited. There's so many people that are now stepping up and wanting to help us uh, because they see uh, there was just an infectious enthusiasm to all of us. I mean, we've been all so beat up that it, it was just a moment of, like you said, a moment of hope and, and a visionary thing that, you know, we got, we got this, there's a, a place for us. And, you know, the more we educate the people from Southern California around the state uh, to the, the wonderful aspects of Sun Grown, uh, we're going to make inroads into that. And that's what the point was. And that's what we really saw with the media and whatnot. So it, it was really great. Um, it just couldn't have come together better after that, that, uh, that challenging moment. And um, like I said, Woody is my, my hero for life for what he's done for our community. I mean, who would have thought you'd actually open a dispensary and have like almost all sun grown and mixed light, you know, and all the brands from Northern California there. I mean, that's just, Somebody said that, oh, he was in it for the money. And I said, people for the money don't don't stock that because this, this is an indoor dominated market and we have to do the education. And Samba told me that last night. I was talking to Samba, the guy that runs that. And he said, you know, he really asked our community for help because they need all the support they can get uh, because it's still an uphill battle, even with Woody attaching his name to it. So uh, that's why I really uh, asked people to really, you know, support that. And really help out because uh, people can see that and it'll make a difference and more stores will bring more of these products in. Absolutely. And you know what my favorite part of the farmer's walk was? Um, there were so many elements I loved. You know, the excitement of gathering together, walking into the awards ceremony together, just being there as a group, as a community, which is really what our strength is, is coming together. I loved that Pebbles was there. It really was, I felt like, you know, in the, in the regulated market, unfortunately, people drop out, they don't want to be, um, you know, going that direction. And, you know, of course, some people can't, even though they want to, but it like so warmed my heart to see Pebbles being like right at the front of the farmer's walk 
being brought into the event and like being right there with us. And it was it was incredible. Um, I felt like here is this beautiful elder in our community that is down here in L.A. with us as they deserve to be, you know, taking this historic step with us. Um, Tim, did you did you orchestrate Pebbles being down there with us? You know what? I didn't. That was Laura Costa and uh, Dan Turby did the drive of the whole Ankara. You know, all the ladies uh, surrounded her. She wanted to go down. They found her a place to go. Uh, yeah, you know, it was so incredible. Like you said, that picture of, of Pebbles surrounded by everybody on that walk in front of the Maltavon Theater is one of my favorite photos of all time. Uh, it was so wonderful what you guys did, Tina, everybody. And uh, to hear Woody give her a shout out from the stage, uh, you know, that he recognized uh, how she's uh, a beloved person. I mean, Woody's one of us. He knows who she is and he he loves her too, you know, I mean, in heartfelt way. So uh, to have her be able to hear that and for me to give her a little shout out and for her to just be surrounded by that love after all she's done, um, you know, Pebbles has had some some issues and it's been heart health issues and whatnot. You know, she get older and uh, she deserved that moment. And it was uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Jen, because it really uh, touched me to, to see the whole uh, community just get behind her and Woody, too. Absolutely. It was uh, very touching for me as well. Um, so, Tina, you also had the wonderful experience of bringing home a first place award at the emerald cup in conjunction with the incredible extract brand chemistry do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about that yeah it was a, a total surprise to <laughs> accept that award that evening and um and that element of surprise was um it's really fun you know to to um just be in that moment and have to stand up in front of hundreds of people <laughs> And um, the thing that just came to mind immediately is how much just the just how much love I have for these farmers and how much love I have for this community and how much love I have for this plant. And so in that moment, I was just absolutely struck by what was flowing through my heart. It's like this this plant has so completely changed my life that I forgot all of the formalities of, of course, thanking chemistry it was really their award that i was accepting and of course you know i and we me, me and my crew grew these plants um serpentine which is a two to one cbd to thc gorgeous plant that um was uh and it just it's it's beautiful in that it symbolizes the um the collaboration and I love the collaboration and the mutualism that is just the through line through this community and every way that this plant touches us. And so it was just such an honor to be able to participate in that way. And actually, we won a second one that was such a surprise. Um, and that was the runts with Doc Greens. And so that was a first place also. It was the live rosin babe um, cart. And, um, and so Elise um, ran up to me afterwards and she was like, that was our win. And I was like, yeah, right, it was. And so I actually didn't jump up on the stage. I was like, Elise, it's okay. We missed the moment and it's all good. But yeah, there were two wins at the Emerald Cup and it was incredibly validating. It was really fun. And I cannot wait to um, start putting my flower back in. 
I uh, participated for some years, and in the last couple of years, I've been holding back just due to budgetary restraints, and um, I think I'm going to figure it out and dive back in. I actually think that um, that the state and Newsom should put some of these billions of dollars that in excess that's in the California state budget toward promoting cannabis and toward helping the Emerald Cup and some of the other community efforts that can help push the needle forward and can educate them, the people in California, the public really could benefit from education and to start integrating this emerging industry into, into the California market. So, um, yeah, it was thrilling and I want it to be uh, first of many. Let's keep going. Yay, congratulations to you, Tina, and to chemistry. It is a very big deal. So we are going to kind of switch gears right now, and we're going to talk about the Mendocino Producers Guild with Nick. And Tina and Tim, I would love if you wanted to stay on for the rest of the show, but I do understand you're both very busy, so if you need to drop off, that's okay. But um, again, I would love if you could continue to stay on the air with us in case you have any wonderful comments or insights to share. As I know, Tim, you are involved with the markets as well. And, you know, I saw you at the last one. So, all right, Nick, would you like to go ahead and just introduce yourself to our listeners and give them a little bit of an idea of who you are? Sure. So, yeah, my name is Nick Smilgies. I um, operate a company called Mendocino Cannabis Distribution. We're based up in Laytonville. Um, we are, you know, we have a processing uh, license, manufacturing license, and distribution license. Um, you know, and we primarily focus on um, we might primarily focus on bulk until you know fairly recently. You know, when all of the aforementioned issues with, with farms started to pop up and, you know, prices started to drop and, you know, we realized that, you know, that branding and, and some consumer direct sales were, you know, not just important, but becoming pretty much essential. Um, so in conjunction with uh, Megan Handley and Tracy Pilar, we... Uh, formed a thing called the Mendocino Producers Guild, which the goal was to, you know, celebrate all producers in Mendocino that are are doing small craft projects, you know, and obviously the focus being on cannabis, but, you know, we've we've expanded that vision. So, you know, we, we manifested that into, you know, a cannabis farmer's market, you know, which Tim used to do at Area 101 years ago. And you know, we just wanted to, we wanted to recapture that and, and get it going again. And, you know, we have sort of a, you know, a mini experiences to like, you know, the excitement that is built up from, from the Emerald Cup in Los Angeles. You know, we do a little bit of that in, in Laytonville. Um, so, you know, we have this, this one, I think we have about 25 farms that will be set up. Um, it's on my property up in Laytonville. So it's set in the, in the woods to have a nice little natural, natural setting. Um, the weather is cooperating with us a little bit more this time. So it'll be nice and dry in the field. Um, and yeah, we're, we have, you know, more food lined up. There'll be a kid zone um, and, you know, fun for the whole family. And, uh, you know, hopefully the weather holds out and it'll be a nice day and, 
you know, people can come down and try some of the best cannabis in the world at some of the best prices that they're going to get it and meet the farms and, and figure out what it is that makes this cannabis special. Yes. So we have one coming up, you guys. It's this Saturday. So if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, this sounds so cool. I want to go. You can come in just a few days, like 48 hours. It's going to be this Saturday. It starts at 10 o'clock in the morning. And um, I think we're actually, the vendors will for sure be there until 4 p.m. But I think that the gathering is going to last a little longer, possibly even till like 9 p.m. Right. So, so we do got. Do you want to give the address? Yeah. So it's at four four five five zero Willis W I L L I S Avenue in uh, in Laytonville, and that's basically next to Harwood Hall. If you take Harwood down to where it ends and you turn right, um, it's just two driveways down. It's a long driveway, and you won't miss it. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great time. They always are. Um, and you know, it's kind of an experience, not like a lot of other, we have people come from all over the country to come and, and visit and, and meet some of these farmers that they follow on Instagram or, or in other places. So that's a pretty special thing. Yeah, it's so cool. It's amazing. So this will be our third one so far. We had one last month and then there was one in July of last year. And, you know, I have to say that when, um, we started kind of coalescing to do these farmers markets. I did hear some sort of like some cultivators being like, Oh, you know, how much product are you going to sell at a farmer's market in Laytonville, blah, blah, blah. And I have to say that it's not, of course, you know, we're, we would like to make sales and it's very important for us to be able to, you know, move our product and, and support ourselves and everything like that. It's also very much about the gathering and just the vibe and the energy and uplifting each other, feeling this kind of energetic connection like we all felt together at the Emerald Cup in L.A. You know, at at our root as a community here, very much of, of our identity is about gathering together and sort of celebrating what we do and celebrating one another. And that really, that spirit and that energy really is there at the farmer's markets. Like the vibes are off the charts. It's such a positive experience. Everyone is so happy, so thrilled to be gathering, seeing their friends. You know, a lot of us, definitely myself included, live very far away off in the cut. And we just don't get to connect with people in person that much, especially during the busy times of year. You know, like right now, it's planting season. People aren't like getting together to hang out. You just don't have the time. So I really urge everybody to come down to these markets and just, you know, hang out, buy some product. There's a consumption lounge. You can smoke right there. It's very comfortable. There's great food to eat. There's other products, not just cannabis available, but there's art for sale and like locally made soaps and candles and I believe some locally made clothing and everything along those lines. It's it's a wonderful place. It's totally family friendly. The only thing you can't bring, unfortunately, is your dog, which I am sad about, but I understand. (laughs) So you really can, you know, come and bring, bring the whole family. It's super, super fun. Nick, and, I wanted and, to ask you. Oh, go just go ahead, share whatever. No, you're I was just gonna. I was just gonna thank you for saying that. It makes me happy that something I could, you know, I was involved with makes makes people happy like that. And, you know, I think that you know, especially since COVID, we we really, you know, we haven't been able to gather. And 
you know, it's like we need to have that that gathering to build ourselves up. And, you know, in the face of everything that we're dealing with, it's really important to, you know, know that you're not alone and know that there's other people out there working hard, trying trying to do what you're doing as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's a really important thing. And, you know, it, it isn't about sales. It's about, you know, building the momentum, you know, and, and you can, I can track, you know, retail sales. I can track, um, you know, the LAPCG farmers market, you know, other farmers markets that we're exploring around the state, like all of those are, are built out of, out of the one that happens in Laytonville. So, you know, yeah, you're not going to sell a million dollars worth of product at, at a farmer's market in Laytonville, but you're going to meet some people who, you know, might buy your product everywhere else. And, you know, you might meet buyers that are going to stock your, your product in a retail environment. You know everything that goes around that you might meet other farmers that will help you with genetics or help you with with issues you're having in your cultivation so i mean it's just there it's so much more than just about the sales and you know mca did a great job organizing the uh consumption lounge and they're going to be doing that again this time and um you know this is this last one was the first one we had an actual uh, event permit for so we were able to do the on-site consumption and um it really added a lot to the environment and you know it was a nice sunny day and everyone was just kind of sitting on couches and relaxing and you know i i look forward to that happening again yeah it was beautiful tim you were at the last market i remember um running into you and chatting about how excited we both were about the emerald cup what was your experience like there at the last market I love these farmers markets. I love going to traditional farmers markets. It's just a, a place for the community to come together and uh, catch up. And these are critical. Uh, what Nick's put together and what he's building, and like he said, it's a design and encouragement for farmers markets around the whole state. Uh, it's a wonderful atmosphere, much better than Area 101 because there's just so much more room and the parking. Uh, it's a spread out. Nick's got a great place to do that out and. Uh, I can't speak highly enough of what Nick's done and team, Tracy, everybody. Uh, you usually come out because, uh, you know, my daughter Taylor had heard from many people about how wonderful it was. She couldn't make the last one. And uh, she's going to make this one Saturday because she'd heard everybody was there. And there was just a, just a, a really an exhilaration. Like Nick said, we're just getting back to normalizing life after COVID. And uh, part of that normalization is to bring farmers markets uh, so we can all get together. So uh, my hat's off to Nick and the team. I can't wait to be there on Saturday. I will be there. I'm bringing a bunch of friends and uh, as many people as we can get down there, we're going to come down and have a good time. Are you bringing Woody? It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> well, if he's back from cons, uh, he, he was doing that film festival over there. And, uh, you know, people ask me that and I'm like, man, I tell you what, they, they want me to uh, I, I just got him. I got him to come to the award ceremony one thing at a time, but uh, <laughs> he does want to do collaborations and he really wants to support us. So at some point, hopefully that'll happen. He is going to be there at some point in the future. Mark my words. I really feel like this is going to happen. 100%. You heard it first on the cannabis hour. Well, yeah, well, you go back. If you look at Woody, he was up here with Bonnie Raitt, uh, standing, you know, with, uh, you know, environmentalists, you know, he's been you know, leaping off the Golden Gate Bridge and stuff. I mean, Woody is a guy that that would show up. 
and uh, would want to be with us. And he'd want to come and hang out and smoke a joint with Pebbles and just and kick it. So uh, you're, you're probably, you know, you're right, Jen. At some point, Woody will join us and uh, we'll do it. But for right now, I'll be very, very happy just to see all the familiar faces and everybody just out there having a good time. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Me too. I cannot wait. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful day. Um, Nick, you know, you mentioned a little, you, you mentioned something about how you had to get a permit for these farmers markets. Um, what was the permitting process like for that? Will you explain that a little bit for our listeners? And also, um, will you, ex- <laughs> I know, because I want them to know how hard you've worked to make this happen. Seriously, I do. And will you explain a little bit about how the sales work there for people that might be wondering about that? Sure. So, you know, under <clears throat> under the rules of, you know, under the, the new cannabis rules, you know, we could do a private event um, and, you know, we could have had sales on site, but we couldn't advertise and we couldn't get anything out. So, you know, we made the choice to go ahead and, and get the entire event license, which is two licenses. You get an event organizer license and then a specific license for the event. Um, so each one, you know, you have to basically, you know, those of you who are familiar with cultivation, you know, it's it's not as obviously not as thorough as cultivation, but, you know, it's the same process. And you have to go through and submit your site map and you have to designate where retail is and, you know, they're they're. Um, they're very like you have all these deadlines you have to hit and, and, and it allowed but it allows you to do on-site sales and the on-site consumption which is huge you know we did the first farmers market um, we worked with the dcc because there wasn't time to get a permit for that one and they you know came up with a workaround for us which involved a delivery service but you had to leave and go pick it up you know this time thanks to the very generous um brandy moulton over in fort bragg who who runs sovereign she is doing our point of sale at the at the market and she you know so you can go and talk to any of the farmers you can order online you can also you know you can also just go right up to her booth and buy any of the products that are available there so um, you know, we are going to set it up a little bit different this time than we did the last time. So the, so the purchasing will be more centralized and, you know, it's, uh, she did, she did great last time. We didn't really have lines at any point. Um, and like you mentioned earlier, we extended the hours on our permit because we felt like four o'clock was too early. It was too quick. So, you know, we, we are going to stay open as long as people are still buying cannabis. Um, and yeah, like I said, you know, so you, this is this is a unique situation because farmers are getting as close to direct sales as they possibly can. You know, there's a minimal fee in in the middle that is, you know, that is is much smaller than what you would pay if you if you sold something wholesale. Um, you know, so I think it's seventy five percent of the purchases go back to the farm. And, you know, the rest is kept to cover staffing and and site costs and and stuff like that. So, you know, when you're buying $100 worth of product, 75 of that is actually going to the farm, which is, you know, significantly higher than, um, you know, buying it in a store. And, you know, you're probably getting a significantly larger amount of cannabis for that price. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, like you mentioned earlier, Nick, you're you're connecting with people that hopefully will continue to support your farm and your brand 
um, in other retail locations. You know, you can meet these people, you can talk to them, you form that personal connection with folks. And, you know, I think it really does make that difference um, in terms of them putting a, a face to the flower, hearing your story, you know, hearing you speak passionately about what you do. And when they go out into the world and they're stopping by, you know, natural cannabis company or soulful or LAPCG down in Los Angeles or the woods, they're going to hopefully pick your flower because they remember you and they remember who you are and they know your passion for the plant and they want to support you. So it's about so much more than just, you know, the sale that you make in that moment at the farmer's market. I think the, the positive effects for ourselves as cultivators and also our community just, you know, ripple out so far beyond that one moment at the market. So I really hope that people who are listening come out, enjoy this awesome experience. It's totally free to get in. You can just come hang out if you want. It's great. It's so community friendly and it is really for everybody. Yeah. And, and, you know, I have, to, oh, go ahead. Oh, Nick. I'm sorry. I was no, going to no, say, you know, there are, there are farms that, you know, that have the same people coming coming each time like they're waiting waiting for it to start and they come just to go to visit that one farm and one farmer and buy some more of their product and talk to them and you know it's pretty it's pretty crazy to see that that following build over time i yes absolutely and um tina i just wanted to ask if you had any plans to come on down and hang out with us at the farmer's market i know that you're in humble but from what you told me, you're pretty close to us here in Mendo. Yeah, I would love to come down. I, I just got back from um, MJ Unpacked after um, the Emerald Cup Awards. And so uh, I'm hunkering down on the farm for just a few days here before doing another round of getting out there and doing more messaging and advocacy. Um, but I just really wanted to say, Nick, like huge respect. I think that what you're doing is a template for the way this could roll out throughout the state, you know, and to the, the, I went to the first farmer's market and it blew my mind, like to walk in and to see um, farm cut and to see Sunbright gardens and a couple of farms that I've never heard of, which was beautiful. And, um, and I made purchases and got to engage and got to talk and bought lunch and hung out. And it was just idyllic. It was exactly it was exactly the format. It's the dream that brings community together and then and also is shares the essence of that community. Um, and so I so commend what you're doing. And no doubt it's been an incredibly heavy lift. Um, I hope that we can figure out how to do this kind of thing in Humboldt County and um, and perhaps start doing tri-county markets and expand upon this grow this grow this format if possible and also there's the beauty of keeping it small and in community and farmers market and um you know i just keep thinking about the farms that are five thousand square feet and under you know or just under ten thousand square feet and these are very small farms these are considered like micro farms and if these farmers could support themselves, their families, engage with community, live life in this way. Like just what a dream that could be to bring that back. So um, thank you so much for this effort and how you're serving community and how you're serving this plant. It's really beautiful. Thank you. 
Um, you know, you know, we're, we have. Oh, go ahead, Nick. I, I wanted to just mention, you know, MPG farmers, the, the farmers that will be at this. We had, you know, I think it was 11 or 12 farms that placed in various categories. I think 10 of them, 10, which was like 12 of the top 20 strains or top 20 positions or something like that was, you know, our farms that are, you know, either uh, work with, with my distribution or MPG members. And so, you know, you can get award-winning flour at this market as well. And, you know, one of those people that Tina is talking about, North Fork uh, Garden Society, you know, they took 20th at the, at the Emerald Cup. And it is just, you know, they're just too, too like a married, it's a literal mom and pop, like in their backyard. They trim everything themselves. They put it into packages and, and, you know, they've been out trying to sell it and to see them get recognition and then to see them interacting with people at the farmer's market is just, it's pretty incredible. Yes. Shout out to Denny and Tecla from Cobolo <laughs> North Fork Garden Society, award-winning super Cobolo OGs. Oh my God. I absolutely was so thrilled to see them take an award at the Emerald Cup. So yeah, you can come on down to these markets and get a true award-winning cannabis, like literally straight from the source. And, you know, once cannabis, coming to these markets is like the freshest cannabis that you are going to get, in my opinion, because it's still here. It's in Mendo. It's just gone from the farms over to Nick at Mendocino Distribution, where it's stored very, very well. And then it's available, you know, for our consumers to purchase. It's, It's fresh. It's awesome. It's lovingly handled. And it's, you know, the benefits of these markets of attending and, and buying cannabis there, you know, are endless. I really, I could go on and on. Unfortunately, I only have like three minutes left on the <laughs> cannabis hour today. So I can't talk about it too much. Um, and Nick, unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to talk about your life as a distributor. We'll have to have you on for another show for that one. Because you guys, Nick is working so hard for our community and um, it's really grueling what he does with this small distribution company and everybody really needs to know about that. So Nick, do you want to talk about it for just like one minute? I really want people to know. <laughs> Tell them wanna, about your recent trip. <laughs> after all of this, all of this like great talk, I don't want to bring everybody crashing back down to the reality of of uh the market out there it's you know it's obviously the toughest we've ever been in you know and um you know we're used to buyers being done with with last year's material you know somewhere in june or july but they're done with it now so um it is very challenging um for mendocino obviously right now being that our light depths don't finish for some time to have material that's actually desirable by um, buyers down there. So, you know, I spend, you know, I go down bi-weekly and I pretty much just bang my head against the wall trying to get as much, as much cannabis moved for as much money as possible. And, you know, that has gotten progressively more difficult, um, in the, in the last few months. And, and I mean, it's, you know, quality work that, you know, normally would have been a slam dunk at, at a mid range price now won't even sell, which is, which is difficult, you know, I mean, it's, it's really hard to look at, look at good cannabis and know that it was grown with intention and care and, you know, have someone tell you it's worth 50 bucks or, you know, it's not worth anything at all. Um, 
it's a uh, you know it's it's like a the struggle between you know these 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 sort of um things happening with like the emerald cup and the farmers markets and all those and then the like being dragged directly into the reality of of the bulk market in los angeles which is you know the world's largest cannabis market and is um you know full of thousands and thousands of people moving cannabis all over the place it, it, it is a bloodbath <laughs> at the current moment that is all the more reason why we need to gather and support and lift each other up and you know cultivate this positivity because we can't change you know that reality but we can um make our own reality here as beautiful and loving with each other as we want we do have that power well and to end on a high note really quick can i just just say you know every little step every little step you know matters a lot you know the things like the emerald cup and the farmers markets they matter and it's you know it's 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 only time until we change the attitude and and, you know it won't be banging our heads against the wall at that point that is absolutely the truth. And I want to thank you, Nick, for joining me today. And thank you, Tim Blake, founder of the Emerald Cup and Tina Gordon of Moonmade Farms. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but I will be back two weeks from today um, with another episode for you. Thank you all for listening and see you this weekend at the Mendocino Producers Guild Market. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Look forward to it. Thanks. Thanks. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willitson Dukaya 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.